Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, parents. Tim Wright here, along with Dr. Michael Gurian. And uh, we're so excited to be back with you. For another edition of the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. This is episode number 129, and we are glad to be with you uh, for uh, today and for our episode as we look at another listener question. And we want you to know that uh, if you ever have a question for us that you would like us to discuss on air, you can go to wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com. And uh, not only will you find links to our sponsors and links to resources, there's a submission form there. Just fill that out and send it in, and we will put it in the queue, and we will get to it as soon as we possibly can. Uh, Some of our questions uh, deal with the same subject. So even though we may not ask your specific question, we will always get to the question that is similar to yours, and we would uh, love to have your questions as well. Uh, The one we're going to do today I actually took from our Facebook page, our Facebook group, because once in a while, uh, I like to honor those who are writing questions there. If you're not a part of our Facebook group, it's Wonder of Parenting. Just search that out and then hit the link to join and we'll let you in. And uh, almost every day, a parent has a different question that they're asking and different parents chime in. And uh, every question on there is good, but once in a while, I like to pull them off the Facebook page and read them for you so that you get a sense of what's going on on the uh Facebook page for our Wonder Parenting community. Uh, before we do that, though, Michael, we have some people who make this podcast possible. And uh, tell us a little bit about the Forge School. Yeah, the Forge School, uh, part of Embark and Kalo Group, Residential Treatment Center for Boys 14 to 17. And we're very honored to have them as sponsors. Uh, they it's a, it's a school on 55 acres uh, out in Tennessee, Benton, Tennessee, Beautiful. I've been there, uh, worked with them, helped helped them to co-develop the programming, uh, therapeutic and educational, and um, you know it's really state of the art. So if you go to wonderofparenting.com, then you, it'll tell you more, and you can click to them. Uh, if you know of a boy uh, who 14 to 17 who's having issues in school, who's having mental or emotional issues, uh, check them check them out. It's it's quite a quite a good school. And our other sponsor, and they've been with us uh, for quite a while now, and that's the Center of Place of Hope up in the Seattle area. Uh, Dr. Greg Jantz and his team uh, have one of the best rated, highest rated uh, in-care clinics in the country. And uh, not only that, but all kinds of resources. And if you are ever struggling in an area and you want to go and find out more through one of Greg's great books, you can do that. Or, of course, uh, you may find that someday somebody you love might need their services. So they're also on wonderparenting.com. It's the center of Place of Hope up in the Seattle, Washington area, and we're grateful to them for their sponsorship. So, again, this is a listener question that came from our Wonder of Parenting Facebook group. And um, I think there are a lot of parents who wrestle with this one. And it's a great question, so here we go. 
What do you do with a kid who wants to win all the time? Especially in anything physical, walking around the block or even just walking from the car to the house. He has to be the first one there. My son is five and the firstborn. We have a second child who is three. I feel like I've been cognizant of this and assured him it's okay to not win, etc. over the years, but he doesn't seem to care. Just now, to give a specific example, we were walking the dogs. My daughter ran ahead to the house and won. My son, who was the one holding the dog's leashes, screamed and cried because he didn't win. And once we were in the house, he pulled my daughter's hair in frustration. I don't know what to do to curb this attitude of his. I try to make sure he doesn't win all the time so he knows it's okay and he's okay when he doesn't win. I'm at a loss and just hoping he grows out of it or matures eventually. Uh, I love this question because I've got a couple competitive grandkids. Mm-hmm. And, man, if, if Grandpa beats them in a game, and sometimes I rub it in, by the way, uh, <laughs> or if they lose to a sister or a brother, they just have a meltdown. So, Michael, what's going on here? Okay. Yeah, now, you, ages of yours, what are the ages of yours? Well, so uh, I've got, uh, in one family, it's 11, 8, and 6, but, and the other family, it's uh, 8 and 5. Okay, the ones who are really competitive. Oh. Uh, it it would be well now it's the kind of the two older ones the eleven year old and the eight year old in particular okay and then and they've always been that way right and that's kind of you can see kind of where I'm where I'm going yeah um, they've always been that way and now at eleven and eight are they not doing they're very competitive but are they no longer doing the things like this five year old pulling the hair. Well, they wouldn't, they wouldn't act out that way, but but I can tell, uh, especially with my uh, eight-year-old grandson, who's the middle-born, by the way, that kid just has to win, and he gets really frustrated if he doesn't. Uh, right. Now, he doesn't act out, right. but uh, but he does. Uh, and, and, you know, sometimes, I don't know if this is good therapy or not for him, but sometimes if I beat him, I'll just kind of rub it in a little bit with him to just let him know it's okay uh, to not win everything, but... Uh, he doesn't seem to really like that so much. So he he's kind of like this five year old boy. He just he just really loves to win. Yeah, yeah, th- it makes sense. And the reason I'm asking, and it was so great that you mentioned your grandkids who are older, because part of my answer to this question um, is that um, first of all, it's it's genetically wired into these kids. They're coming in in their personality package, uh, which is you know which is genome based. They're coming in with this and. Uh, yours is a second one of yours is a second born right and your other that's really competitive is a firstborn is that right yep yes right right and in this case this one's a a firstborn but but parents can see this in you know in thirdborns i mean it's gonna it's gonna come in on their personality package and then then for for me i want to make two strategic suggestions to parents who have these kids one is you 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 don't need to target in terms of in terms of wanting to control the behavior or um, help them have what we would call adaptive behavior, right? Um, mature behavior. We we don't need to control the winning. They're they're going to try to win, and it's going to make them successful later in life. So so that's that's okay. Generally, I mean, every parent should follow their instincts, but that's okay. The battle we pick is the behavioral battle. Do yeah. they act out? And so if and that's why I wondered about your kids. So your kids, 
as they mature, and this mom did say this, she said, I hope he matures out, what he'll mature out of, and the parents will help him, him to mature out of, is the bad behavior. Uh, that's what he'll mature out of. Um, he won't pull hair anymore. Right. Uh, you know, because we're going to teach him that that's the line. The line isn't whether he wants to win. Okay, that's who you are. It'll make you successful. Okay. The line is you can't do A, B, and C when you lose. And gradually, you know, this five-year-old, within a year or two, I would think, this five-year-old, if not sooner, will start to get it that, okay, he can feel bad that he lost, but he can't, uh, can't pull anyone's hair. And I think we can insist on that, you know, he'll mature out of it in a year or two, but we can start insisting on it now. Like, you know, he can be, he can be disciplined if he pulls his sister's hair, because that's the line that he cannot cross. So strategy one is set that line, and the line is a line of behavior, not a line in trying to change his personality type. And then the second is what you're doing with multi-strategic, that's the other other strategy. Have a bunch of people reacting, you know, mom, dad, and dad's gonna be important. This is a mom who wrote this. So dad's gonna be important in helping with this behavior management. Um, and, and your grandpa and there's grandma. And so bi-strategic and multi-strategic, uh, give him, you know, give him or your grandkids, you know, four or five approaches, parenting styles, uh, grandparenting styles when he loses. And he will learn from each of those approaches. Like you're razzing him some, he's learning from that. Someone else is having a different approach when he loses. Someone else is just setting a discipline line and saying you can't cross the line. You know, everyone is having their different approach. And, and that's what helps him mature out of the bad behavior that follows losing. This five-year-old that she's talking about, you know, gradually he's going to get onto teams, and and a kid like this who always wants to win, he is a kid who should they should put into all sorts of activities, you know, depending on his talent set. If he's a chess player, put him in chess club. If he's a or teach him chess because that's a great way to to run off this winning energy, you know. And then if he's a if he's into music, you know, put him in orchestra and band, and he can compete to become first chair, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, karate. Um, uh, soccer get him get him involved in these sports because then it's multi-strategic now there's more people who are teaching him how to win and lose and between five and ten this kid is going to learn how to lose because he's going to be involved in all these activities with this multi-strategic approach uh, and the parents are going to insist especially on him not crossing a behavioral line that would be my approach does that make sense Yes, yes. You know, I have so many questions as you were talking about this. It it seems like in our culture, at least in the United States, we have a love-hate relationship with winning. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the one hand, uh, we we want we want to win, we want to succeed. On the other hand, um, we seem to talk more about helping kids learn how to lose graciously without talking about how to win graciously. Mm. Um, we we just had at the risk of getting political, we just had a president who's who's not our president anymore, who didn't know how to lose, and uh, mm-hmm. almost pathologically had problems uh with with that um and and uh i think about our our quarterback for the arizona cardinals and and we think he's awesome but he's never really lost before until he came here and and he's been having some transitions trying to learn how to lose and yet still be successful and have a winning attitude and i think all of those things kind of go into um our, our kids today as they're trying to grow up and fi- and manage their way through winning and losing. What's mm. your perspective mm. from uh, from where you live as a, a counselor and and uh, you know using brain science stuff? Yeah, yeah, you raised some interesting points. One is definitely our society our society is confused about winning and losing. In some ways, in some ways, we value winning too much, mm-hmm. um, and. And many of our kids just get the message they have to win all the time. And we see this especially in high-performing families where, um, I mean, we can see it across the board, but I'll pick this as an example. When I am speaking at schools where, the, you know, very high-performing, um, upper echelon schools, uh, one of the, the things the parents are always asking is, well, they're always wanting their child, you know, to go to Harvard or their child, like they're they're impressing into their child that they have to win every everything right and be at the absolute very top and and sometimes a message to them is you know it's okay like your child does not have to go to harvard winning is that's not winning necessarily winning could be what's winning for your child what nurtures the nature of your child Uh, but then in other communities when i'm working in under-resourced communities then i'm you know then then i mean it's so hard for any of those kids to win Right. And and right. so then it's a different message. It's OK. How do we nurture the nature of this child, this particular child in this particular system, which is not set up for any of these kids to win? How can we nurture you know, the nature of this child to just win a little bit? Uh, but the internal message of both picking picking highly resourced communities and under resourced, the eternal the uh, sorry, the the um, internal message of both is nurturing the nature of the child. So the kids that's what i would rather we did and if you know and part of nurturing the nature of the child is going to help be to help the child be successful based on that child's talent sets based on that child's personality based on the assets that are brought to that child we will nurture the nature of that child and that will be winning so so then we go into okay now you're playing soccer let's nurture the nature of your of you so that you can win at soccer well we're nurturing this child's nature so that means here are your strengths, here are your weaknesses. We're going to help you with both so you can win. Um, and and even there, the emphasis is more on nurturing the nature and winning is a goal 
but the emphasis is more on nurturing the nature. And I think, I think for us as parents, that should be the emphasis. The emphasis should be on figuring out the nature of this child, nurturing the nature of this child, personality type, temperament, um, and then our parenting styles, the schooling, everything put together. How does it, how does it help the nature of this child to win, to succeed? And that should be our emphasis as parents. And then the winning will come. Uh, in terms of the, uh, and the losing will come, of course, and the losing will come. But in terms of like Kyler Murray and, and Donald Trump that you mentioned, that that opens up another interesting door because I think those are great examples. These are iconic figures and every parent can use these icons to teach their lessons. And even if you, you know, you're let's say you're a Trump supporter listening to this, um, you can still support Trump and tell your kids, I support Trump for these reasons because he did A, B, and C, and I like that. And you can say, and, you know, he was a sore loser. And here's what we can learn from that. And I yeah. would love you to, I would love you to do the things that I really liked about what he did when you grow up. But, you know, I don't like this part of what he did. And so I'm going to use that iconically to help you. Kyler Murray as well. And, and if you're, you know, and if you're not a Trump supporter, let's say, you can still use Trump. You can still say, you know, here are the things that he did that I think are good. But look, he was such a sore loser. Let's analyze that. I don't want you to be that. So these iconic people, uh, it, they almost go beyond party. They almost go beyond politics. Trump goes beyond. If we want to teach our kids a lesson about losing and winning, he goes beyond our politics. We can support him and still teach the lesson. And I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Kyler Murray too. I'm sure people who don't support him could still use him because these, these, um, these icons, these celebrities, we as parents should use them to analyze our kids' behavior. Right. Yeah. Good. Excellent. So uh, to go back kind of to this, this question uh, that was asked here, um, uh, one of the things that you talked about was, you know, nurturing the nature, having a lot of different um, people surrounding this child uh, and, and, you know, cheering him on when he wins in different ways and, and um, you know, maybe calling him out a little bit when, when he doesn't win and he gets upset. How does the, how does mom uh, or, and or dad deal with right now in this moment, the behaviors um, that his losing is bringing out? He's, he's pulling his sister's hair, uh, you know, he's yelling, he's screaming, he's throwing temper tantrums. What are some things that mom and dad can do immediately uh, to try to say that behavior is inappropriate and yet use it as a teaching lesson? Yeah, um, a few things. One is the temper tantrum itself is fine. Like him being frustrated that he lost is fine. Uh, he's going to be frustrated for a while so that we can't talk to him yet, right? And and that everyone knows their own child. Maybe that's five minutes or 10 minutes. Maybe it's a half hour. I mean, whatever it is where he's internally battling through his his feelings of losing um, he's battling through them by having a tantrum, by going into his room and by crying or whatever those are that he's doing himself internally. We just need to wait for those to, for him to process through. Cause remember emotions have to be experienced, expressed and expelled and whatever time that takes him, it takes him. And then we can enter in to talk with him, to process with him, um, both to process the emotions, many of which he was, he will have expelled by now, but still to process the emotions and then to process problem solving. Okay. You don't want to lose. Uh, you don't want to, you know, then what should you do differently? And, and this is mainly in terms of games like soccer or football or whatever it is. Um, 
when he crosses the line though that's when we would intervene if his if his internal processing is not he goes to a room and cries but it's he pulls his daughter uh, sorry his sister's hair okay then obviously we're going to intervene right away and we're going to send him to his room right we're going to say you can't pull her hair uh we're not talking anymore about this you cannot pull her hair go to your room and i'll be in there in 20 minutes or whatever you know works for that child um that that's that piece so there are two different pieces let him process and then come in and process with him um uh if needed uh but intervene if he's doing a behavior that's that's wrong behavior that's bad behavior pulling your sister's hair is just bad behavior you don't do it and um you know and intervene and he goes in timeout or whatever it is in their discipline system that, that, that's how I would handle it. For this particular mom, I would say if you are feeling overwhelmed by his response, which she is, and it sounds like an overwhelming response. It sounds like he gets really loud and he throws a tantrum and it's overwhelming to her. Bring dad into this. Bring dad into this. Um, get another person who, you know, you're overwhelmed. Go to dad and say, okay, go handle this. You know, um, yeah. I've I've done enough. This is overwhelming me. You go handle this. This is going to be part of your role now, and um, uh, or whoever is the co-parent. You know, uh, you you get involved now, and then let them bring their magic to this. Um, so so she she can she may she will be probably there and has to intervene if it's that if that's that dangerous or or violent behavior. But other than that, it may be that now to help him mature, she needs to bring someone else in. And, uh, uh, you know, kind of like wait till your dad gets home or whoever the co-parent is. Uh, uh, if he's so overwhelming her, I think she, you know, ought to get some help. And it's her right to get some help from the other parent. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I want to go to the opposite person now, and this would be uh, one of my uh, grandsons who... Uh, he's got some some. Uh, he's very smart, but he's got some learning challenges, some some speech issues, and um, his his uh, body is growing faster than his coordination. Oh yeah. So he so he doesn't uh, you know he's not very good at sports and and uh, uh, he he doesn't even though that he's a good kid, everybody loves him. He has doesn't have a lot of confidence uh, in the things that we stereotypically say boys should be good at. Um. How do you help, and you, you've answered this a little bit, but but how do you help kids who winning isn't their problem, it's believing they can win is their problem? Right. Um, uh, the, the normal, I'm going to say the normal stuff and add a little. The normal stuff is going to be obviously always encouraging, obviously always encouraging. Uh, and then, though, 
adding to the practicalities, we want to look at what his talent set is and what his uh, islands of competence are. Because if he's going to do well, he's going to do well, or I'm going to say when he does well, which he will, yep. he will, He we just have to help him find it. He's going to find islands of competence and and talent sets that are that are his, that are part of his nature. And that's where we're going to direct him. And he has to do the modicum of schoolwork. You know, that's its own thing. He's he's probably got an IEP maybe or something, and that's that's its own thing. Uh, but in terms of getting him to where he can win, to the level of where other guys can win at soccer or something, we have to find his islands of competence. And it may take a little while. My guess is he's already showing some competency in a few things. Can yep. you identify one or two? Yeah, he he's chess. Chess. Has, uh, okay. He just joined the chess club. Uh, he's he's got a mind that that can you know he, it's good for chess. He loves to build, create things with Legos. So he's shown a real capacity for that. Okay. So islands of competence. If he's if he becomes real good at chess, did you say he's already good at chess or he just entered chess? Yeah, he's 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 uh, well, he just started a chess club, but he has shown an aptitude for it. Okay. Uh, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that means. That means what we've got is a lot of right hemisphere. Um, uh, a clue as we're looking at his nature is maybe the islands of competence are going to be over in the right. You know, the verbals for males are on the left. I, I believe he has some disorders that are in the verbal literacy category, like yep. writing, right? Okay, so yep. so it may be that's not, yeah, it may be. I mean, it could be. He's 20 and he's a great writer. I, I never want to say any destiny. But, but in listening to this, I would say, okay, let's look on the right. Let's look at at like you said spatial mechanicals building things um engineering if he's good at chess that means his brain is going to be good at psychological thinking at predictive thinking you know thinking ahead um to, to win at chess you have to be good at those two things and then mathematical chess is very mathematical so he may be good with in some elements of math if unless they come under the learning disorder so i would look in those islands of competence and really push those and then as he wins at those things that's where he's going to get the dopamine hit of winning. You know, it's going to be in those areas, I think. So uh, just as a final question, and I, I think you've already answered this, but for, for the, the boys, the girls who are highly competitive, they always have to win. Uh, you talked about how it's important for them to you know, sort of find those things they love, and uh, they're going to be in uh, situations doesn't matter where it is, if they're on the chess club or soccer team, at some point they're going to lose. Um, but do you ever intentionally take children who are high achievement, high competitive, and uh, once in a while put them in situations where it's going to be tougher for them and they probably are going to lose? Is there any benefit to that, or do you always just stay with their islands of competence? Oh, I see. You, you, I think you're saying you have identified an area where actually they're not going to do well, but you yep. put them there anyway. Yep. Is that right? Okay. Well, if it's developmentally important for them to be in that area, like um, a child has a learning disorder, it's still developmentally important for them to go to school. So, so yes. I mean, if, if it's developmentally important, then yes, we want to put them in those areas. But if, if it's, if, if it's just about the winning and losing part, then I don't know. I, I would, you know, I'd have to think about each individual case. Do we want to put them somewhere just to set them up to fail? Right. Is that kind of manipulative of us or what? And I, I think that would be a case by case basis. I'd have to analyze that further with you to understand that. Um, 
you know, I, I, I don't know. I can't answer that without that being case by case. But generally, generally, I, I think if something's developmentally important for their brains, we keep putting them there until they simply can't be there anymore, you know, until they grow out of that. Um, like we keep putting someone in school, even though they have a learning disorder, we're going to still teach them until, you know, they go into vocational school and they go on another track. Um, uh, yes, we have to put them in that situation. But I would be suspicious of too much manipulation. Yeah. And again, I, I think you answered it when you said if, they, if they're competitive and they're on a team or whatever it might be, they're going to have times when they lose anyway. So they're going to have to come to terms with that. Of course, when you when, oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. when I listen like to sports radio and one of our sports radio stations here uh, in the morning show, uh, one of their DJs is a former Cardinal, Arizona Cardinal. And it's always interesting to hear him talk about um, – the mindset, and of course, you know, you want this winning mindset, but how sometimes you can get onto teams where losing becomes the culture and it becomes your attitude. And um, oh, yeah, okay, now I understand, it, yeah, yeah, and how dangerous that that can be for our kids as well. And so, as our as sort of our final question, oh. how do you how do we help our children who are very competitive, who love to win, but right now? not necessarily through any fault of their own, their, their team is on a losing streak or, uh, you know, a culture of losing has come in. How do we keep their spirits up in situations like that? Yeah, uh, that I now I think I get your question better. Sorry, I didn't get it before. Yeah, in that situation, they have to, they have to, well, we're going to keep encouraging, of course, all of those things that we're going to do because uh, we're empathic to the losing and we're empathic to what they're experiencing as they lose. So we will encourage them, help them problem solve. A specific thing we can do is help them as an individual to become better, even if their team is losing. And so to yeah. really focus on them as an individual, okay, you're a linebacker. I'm going to hire you a tutor. You know, I, I don't know if they're, if you hire tutors for that, but you know, I'm going to find <laughs> you this mentor who's going to help you be a better linebacker. And so even though your team's losing, we're going to still be nurturing your nature. We're going to still be helping you uh, to do the best you can do. And then, you know, we'll have an eye toward another team for you. If you show that you're really good, then I, as the parent, need to go probably find another team for you uh, at a certain point. But for this year, you're on a losing team. It feels terrible. Let me tell you a story of when I was on a losing team. I know it felt terrible, right? We're, we're processing with them. And then... Um, and but they also want to problem solve this, right? The kid wants to problem solve it. So the way we can problem solve it is, is we help this individual child to always be better. And that's all we can really do with a child on a losing team. Because if we yell, I've been through this. I coached my girls at soccer on, uh, you know, for, I don't know what that was, a decade. And they, many of the teams were losing teams. So I totally get the frustration of the parents. And sometimes the parents would just yell at us coaches, you know, and <laughs> yeah. then, then there would be a fight. And uh, what good does that do? So, so focus on this individual child while you're looking for another team for this child. Of course, you just raised uh, probably what is a, another podcast, and that is parents acting out and living out their own stuff on their kids when their kids are competing. And, right. Um, we probably need to talk about that at some point too. We've seen, we've both probably seen far too many parents who, um, you know, they wanted to be the star quarterback for the NFL, and now they're taking it out on their son or their daughter, and um, not, that's not always healthy either. So, right. Uh, but this has been good stuff, and hopefully, uh, mom, for you, it was helpful, and for all of you who have competitive kids, 
uh, we hope this has been a, a good, healthy podcast for you. Uh, Michael, thank you so much as always. Thank you, Tim. And thank you folks for listening. We'll be back with you next week. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.